0: Yes, and welcome to the show, everyone. Here we are back at the Wonderland, once again, champing at the bit for some questionable light entertainment. And what better way to start the festivities off than digging into some loopy logic, some bizarre theories, and stuff that you won't hear anywhere outside an insane asylum, probably. Anyway, I'm your host, Jeff Healy. I am a musician, singer-songwriter, comedian, vinyl LP enthusiast, amateur barista, and contemplator of things. And for the next 15 minutes, I will be taking you on a journey through the hills and the valleys of my mind in an effort to provide a little bit of perspective on things that we normally wouldn't waste our time even thinking about. Or something like that. We are now in the second season of The Wonderland, and today we have officially reached the half a ton mark. In other words, this is number 50. And I reckon that calls for a celebration of sorts. More not. But, you know, it is quite a bit of water under the bridge, isn't it? And I do often get asked how I manage to come up with the stuff I talk about on the show. It's a bit of a difficult question to answer, other than to say that... Every time I think I'm going to run out of ideas, a new thought or thoughts will suddenly turn up out of nowhere, and off we go again. I have found it essential though to write things down as they occur to me. It can be, you know, know, just a word or a phrase or an idea, and and then my overactive imagination does the rest. I've also had a question by email this week regarding whether I would consider a co-host for The Wonderland. Well, The answer to that one is maybe, or absolutely not, depending on who it was. As a musician, I've worked mostly in a solo environment. I like this because I can take all the credit, and all the blame, and it's, I don't know, it's just generally much less complicated. Another thing I like about the current format of The Wonderland is that it feels, for me, like I'm addressing you directly. And not talking to a co-host, leaving you to feel like a fly on the wall, just listening to two people have a conversation. Which brings me to the subject of eavesdropping. Or, in other words, listening into other people's private conversations. And also to the first segment of today's show, which is Theory Time. You can't know what you can't know. I'm gonna tell you what I think I know. I don't know what I know what I know, Theory Time. And welcome to Theory Time. Yeah, eavesdropping. You know, there's never a legitimate excuse for it, unless of course you happen to work for ASIO or the FBI or the CIA or the NSA or MI5 or MI6 or Google or Amazon or, well, you get my point. Now, I don't know about you, but I really hate being able to hear other people's conversations. And I can honestly say that I never ever do it deliberately, and I don't even want to do it accidentally. But as you know, the brain will often do things that we don't want it to, especially mine, apparently. Now, when I started my career as a piano bar entertainer in Australia, a fairly logical place to do it, as I was living in Australia at the time, and I am Australian, if people were to sit around the piano and talk whilst I was playing and singing... I'd get distracted if they spoke loudly enough for me to hear what they were saying. Now, this was not good because the conversation was none of my business and I was trying really hard to concentrate on what I was actually doing. So when I started getting gigs in places like Switzerland and Norway and Holland and Germany, I was delighted to realise that it didn't matter how loud the conversations were, I never got distracted because I couldn't understand a bloody word. Now this is a classic example, I guess, of how ignorance really can be bliss. Over the years, though, naturally I've picked up a bit of German, a bit of Norwegian and a tiny bit of Dutch. But fortunately not enough to enable my ears slash brain to wander off on their own while I'm in the middle of a song and start taking a distracting interest in other people's business. Having said that, I've noticed that there are people, especially at Starbucks outlets in Zurich, Switzerland, who, for some odd reason, do seem rather keen on listening to the conversations of others. Now, you can usually tell by subtle changes in body language and their own conversations suddenly going quiet, and the occasional yell of, Can you speak up a bit? Seriously, though, is it boredom? Is it curiosity? Are they secret service operatives? Look, I'll probably never know. But it has occurred to me that anyone who thinks my conversation at Starbucks is worth listening to might also enjoy the wonderland. This is what I know. Theory time. Yes, that was theory time, always food for thought. And it is good to listen and actually to hear, isn't it? It's hard to imagine what it would be like to be deaf if you're a person with hearing. But I was actually surprised to learn a few years back that deaf people can and do ...enjoy music through the vibrations that the music creates. I was playing a gig in Edinburgh, Scotland a few years back... ...when someone informed me that the rowdiest, most enthusiastic group in the bar were... ...in fact, a group of deaf people who later assured me that they recognised every song. Which I still think is pretty amazing. Anyway, speaking of music, we've now arrived at Song of the Day... And this week's offering comes to us from one of our Wonderland-approved artists, in this case, Loftus, which is the brainchild of English singer-songwriter and producer Mark C. Cole. So today's track's a song from the forthcoming Loftus album, which Mark assures me will be out on the streaming services very soon. Now, I've been lucky enough to hear a bunch of the tracks from the album, and look, I've got to say, this is sounding great. So anyway, here's one of them. And this one's called War, as in W-A-R. Just one kiss to make it better. Just one kiss and we will be alright. Just one kiss to make it better. Oh, I'm so tired And that's war, as in the opposite of peace, you know. From the forthcoming Loftus album, which you'll be able to hear soon on all of the music streaming services, like Spotify, Amazon Music, Google, whatever, iTunes, etc, etc, etc. And quite honestly, from everything I've heard so far, it's going to be a cracker. So keep an ear and an eye out for that. So, I was thinking yesterday about how reliant we are signs. And signs don't necessarily need to be billboards or structures with something written on them. They can also be indicators or markers or pretty much any man-made structure designed for the purpose of telling people one thing or another. I don't think we really like signs though. There was even a song about this in 1971 from Canada's five-man electrical band in which an unemployed hippie complains that signs are basically uncool, unnecessary and likely the domain of elderly rural fascists. It is an interesting point of view, to be sure, but whatever your age, location or political persuasion, I think you'd have to agree that we'd all be screwed and a little bit lost without them. And that includes the hippies, who are a bit lost generally. So, hmm. Now, anyway, look, to expand on this subject, I think we really need to avail ourselves of the existence of one of the finest podcast constructs known to man. Yes, I could only be talking about... Jeff's Thought of the Day. I was thinking about something, I think it was the thought of the day. I think, I think it was the thought of the day. And welcome to Thought of the Day. Now, if you're anything like me, And I sincerely hope that you're not. Occasionally, you will need to go somewhere and your innate sense of direction and or the GPS on your phone will only take you so far. Then, you have to follow signs to wherever it is that you need to go, right? And so from that, we might conclude that signs are always helpful. Are they? Mm, No, they're not. First of all, signs are not always written, and neither are they always directional or instructional. The types of signs I'm talking about are, in fact, actually quite dangerous in themselves. Potentially, at least. Okay, Exhibit A, the Roadside Memorial Shrine in which the victim of a fatal car accident is memorialised by a small collection of items arranged at the side of the road by that person's loved ones, ostensibly in the location of the accident. Now, these items can include flowers, perhaps a cross, and in some cases a candle or a light of some kind. I used to think of these things as... 50% memorial and 50% warning to other motorists to drive carefully, lest the same thing happen to them. But I've come to realise that it's more of a three-way split. 30% memorial, 30% warning, and 30% bad idea. Because let's face it, however well-intentioned these little memorial shrines are, they are distracting and thus potentially dangerous for other motorists. I did a little bit of research on this. Okay, not really, I just Googled it. But I was able to find out that while relatively few studies have been done on the subject, there is quite a groundswell of opinion that these things are indeed a hazard for an easily distracted driver and potentially deadly. Which is pretty ironic when you consider why these quaint makeshift memorials are there in the first place. The fact is, they are technically illegal in a lot of countries, but most local municipalities are willing to turn a blind eye, partly out of respect for the bereaved, but also to avoid the likely shitstorm of local outrage if they actually went out and removed them all. And so, folks, my two surprising takeaways from today's thought of the day are one, road safety is fine unless it creates a problem for the local council, and two, risking other people's lives is an acceptable part of the grieving process i think i think it was the thought of the day there you have it another thought-provoking and immensely useful episode of thought of the day and another program makes its way into the archives of top quality podcasting entertainment thanks for being with me today folks i do hope you've all enjoyed the show And if you have, remember to hit any subscribe or follow or like buttons you can find there. And of course, please drop me a line at www.jeffhealy.com if you have any questions or comments or any foolproof recipes for homemade sausage rolls. Okay. I am now heading off to do some things which could be described as actually useful. So have a great week, everyone. And I hope to be sharing more indispensable wisdom again with you next Friday, right here on The Wonderland. Gotta get back to Jeff's Wonderland. Gotta come back to The Wonderland. Jeff's Wonderland.